Hello, this is Howard Jones. You're listening to The Blend with Steve Bones. Welcome back to The Blend. My name is Steve Benz. I have the pleasure of bringing back a great voice from the 80s. It's been 30 years since Walking on Sunshine. She's got a brand new CD out, a new tour. Let's welcome Katrina to The Blend. Katrina, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. Can you believe, I cannot believe it's been 30 years since Walking on Sunshine. Could you explain what happened to the time? 30 years, come on, it's crazy. It's insane. It's really tricky to look back and imagine it's been that many years. It's a crazy thing to be celebrating the birthday of a song. But, you know, here we go. Everybody <laughs> everybody loves an anniversary. Everybody loves a birthday. And this song, Walking on Sunshine, was so instrumental in shaping my life and continues to bring me so much joy. I sort of felt like the song deserved some sort of fanfare. <laughs> it does. And my kids are just discovering you and the old band now, and they think it's brand new music. That's incredible. You know, Steve, when we were making the music, we tried not to make it sound really 80s. There were some songs that we had, like Do You Want Crying, that sound really, really 80s. But Walking on Sunshine, always we wanted it to have a timeless feel. It was inspired very much by the Supremes' You Can't Hurry Love in the beat. And we just wanted it to be joyful and not laden down with synthesized 80s drums Mm -hmm. or uh, synthesizers or anything. We wanted it to be very, very raw and organic, which was very much the way Katrina and the Waves were. You know, after Capitol Records uh, were with us for a couple of years, then we thought under pressure, we kind of felt like we needed to shape our sound or move with the times. And it never really worked in the band's favor. Mm -hmm. It never really Mm -hmm. got better than it was yeah you were one of the few bands one fronted by a woman that's what the 80s empowered there were some madonna all these female bands the go-go's were were everywhere so that itself historically you have to be proud of that moment in that decade all of a sudden in the 80s there were a lot of cool women making music when i first started i had only a handful of role models and i loved a lot of country singers i loved tammy Wynette. I loved country rock. I loved Linda Ronstadt and Emmylou Harris, Bonnie Raitt, Nicolette Larson. Later on, I moved into the girl groups. You know, I loved the Shangri-Las and the Shirelles, and I thought they were tough and really had a good sound. But it, it kind of always comes back to, even to this day, it comes back to Deborah Harry and Chrissy mm-hmm. Hine and Ann Wilson from Heart for real, real inspiration. Now, all three of them are still on tour and hitting the road. Can you believe that? That's right there. That's an inspiration. I will pay tickets to see any one of those three women. I know exactly. I mean, that's that's what I always feel. And if you're when you're on the road or you're getting a little bit tired or you think, "Wow, maybe I should pack this in." You know, maybe I'm I'm just getting too old to do this. I think of those other gals doing it and I think, "Well, you know, if they can do it, I'm going to do it. As long as people want to come to the shows or buy my music, then, you know, I'll keep doing it. Because, you know, I, I had a great job in the past of washing dishes on the chow hall on the military base here uh, in England. And as much as I sort of honored the work, <laughs> it's kind of 
more enjoyable to sing for a living. I would think so. I had similar jobs or I had crappy retail jobs. I'd rather just be on air. It's just more fun, I guess. Well, yeah, and you're obviously very good at it, so you've definitely found your calling. I'm still here. That's all I have to say, and you're still here. Right. There's a lot to be said for that. Now, I was looking through your bio, and I didn't know that the band pretty much, or the original band, started in England. Is that correct? Yeah, my father was in the Air Force, so I lived in about eight different states in America, and then in 1972, Germany for a couple of years, Holland for a couple of years, and then England in 1976, and that's when I put the band together. Our first band was called Mama's Cookin', and we were a bunch of American kids who, kind of like the band America, who went to high school. In fact, those guys went to high school at American bands not far from where I went, which was Lake and Heat. And we put a band together, and we played illegally around the NCO clubs and the you know, just doing cover versions of Foreigner, Heart, um, Steve Miller, The Eagles, stuff that we thought Americans would like. And from that, Katrina and the Waves was born when Vince and I, the two Americans in the group, hooked up with two English guys from Cambridge University. Interesting. Now, how was Europe? How did they accept your music back then? And now, as you go back on the road, how is Europe embracing you? Well, I've always worked in Europe, and the place that I haven't worked is North America. Last year, I said yes to a tour. It was called Retro Futura with the Thompson Twins and Howard Jones and Midge Ewer, and that's the first time I toured America in 20 years, believe it or not. I just sort of, I just hadn't really been invited, and so when I was invited onto the tour, it inspired the first album I'd written and recorded in 10 years, which is Blissland. And, you know, just to be back on the road in America, I wasn't sure if people would remember me or care or anything. It really got the, got the kind of taste back to be working in, in my home country. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, Europe can just be on hold for a little while. I know the shows are always going to be here I've done so much work here in Europe, and it's time to get back home and do some work over there. That's right, because, you know, the fans in Kansas, Idaho, and uh, Montana, we we rock here. (laughs) Well, I know that. I was born in Topeka, Kansas. I'm a Midwestern gal. So you understand how that really works. We are so committed to our 80s and 90s music. We just are. I love to hear that. I'm counting on it. I need all the support I can get for my shows. Now, the Retro Tour is great. Rick is a great guy. Puts on a great show. Thompson Twins, we've had Howard Jones on a couple of times. Just fantastic lineup. So I'm really happy for you. Plus, you're going to be in Chicago next month. Yes, I know. I absolutely can't wait. With uh, Retro Futura last year, we came into Chicago, but it was too short. Very sweet. And I hope to spend a lot more time there, hopefully mooch around some clubs and hear some of that fantastic music that y'all have been cranking up for years and years. I can't wait. You know, me, as I continue to say on my show, I am ready with my rock triangle. So anytime you need a six foot three rock triangleist, let me know. Oh, thanks for the warning on that one. We're going to be at at, uh, Reggie's Rock Club on the 2nd of April. So, um... I'm hoping that a lot of folks are going to be able to make it out for that. Are you going to be able to make that? I will be there. So I will we'll get a couple of pictures and stuff and get it out to all the fans. I know we're going to rock some tickets and stuff for that show, too. Oh, that's wonderful. I appreciate your support a lot. 
Now, we get back to your brand new CD. What inspired the new CD? Well, you know, when I was asked to do Retro Futura last year, that tour I was telling you about, I knew that Howard Jones and Midgeur and Tom Bailey from Thompson Twins were all going to be coming with new original material. And it had been 10 years since I'd been into the studio to record anything, and I thought, okay, well, it's now or never, because I'm not going to go out there and not have any new material. I didn't know where it was going to come from, what was going to happen. A lot of times I go from London to a place in England called Cornwall, where a lot of, uh, a lot of North Americans might know it from Penzance. You know, it's a, it's a very, very romantic, very dramatic place. Mm-hmm. And there's also a little village there called Blissland. The Cornish people pronounce it Blisland, but it was always the first sign I would see when I drive into Cornwall, and I thought, wow, if I ever record another album, I'm going to call it Blissland. That's the most wonderful title. And so from that title came all this new original material, and uh, I, I didn't really know if I'd be able to do it or have any fun with it. But the good thing was, Steve, I only had a short amount of time to do it, so I thought, well... It's not like back in the day where you'd go into the studio and listen to one bass drum going (laughs) until you thought you had the sound. We just had to get in there and get on with it, and it was all done and dusted in a month's time. But that's the way it should be. That's how I remember the bands growing up, or even my friends that played. Just get in there play and just crank it out now today's technology has everybody moving slower they got electronic drums almost 80 ish yes i know you know even in the 80s we didn't like to spend too much time i never did a vocal more than three times and you know you can even hear in walking on sunshine a few times you can sort of hear a smile coming across i think it's on the line and i just can't wait till the day when you knock on my door and you can kind of hear a smile in, in my voice. And that's because Vince Delacruz, the bass player, was mooning me through the window, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the control room. And, you know, we just kind of we went with all the mistakes and like the outro and, and walking on sunshine. I didn't know where that was going. They just kept doing that sign of keep going, keep going. So I'm going, all right now, and don't feel good. And I don't know. Well, what am I going to do next? So there's, it's completely, genuinely off the cuff. So did someone moon you during the new CD produced production? <laughs> no, there was no mooning whatsoever in the making of Blissland. No, but there's still some happy moments in there. I ha- hardly had time to catch a moon on that one. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. In Chicago, I will moon you when you're on stage. How about that? <laughs> Look, between you, the moon, and the triangle, I'm not sure if we're going to let you into this. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. So, with your new, what is your new single? My new single is called Sun Coming Upper. And this is a response to 30 years after Walking on Sunshine, where, you know, all the trials and tribulations, as all of your listeners know, in life. Stuff you don't expect and deaths mm-hmm. and uh, shortcomings mm-hmm. and worries, responsibilities and everything. And so, you know, I wrote a song about all that time in between walking on sunshine and now. And as the chorus goes, when nothing's going right, I need a sun coming upper. You know, I want that feeling of, I want that feeling back, that innocent feeling. There's so much bad news now. I can't bear it. Everywhere you look and there's no escape from it. And... So, you know, I just feel like if I could bring back that 
that beautiful golden time than I would, and that would be like a drug to me, like a sun mm-hmm. coming upper. Yeah, so we're going to debut that song after this interview. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to brand new music for you. Thank so where do you go from here? So you go on tour. What's ahead for Katrina? Okay, well, after the tour, which is, uh, it's pretty full on, really. I mean, it's, it's about three weeks, and we finish up in St. Paul, Minneapolis. And then from there, I'm going to go to a little kind of like a mom-and-pop motel in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and I'm just going to sit there. I'm probably going to have a beer or two, (laughs) ice-cold, frothy beer, and I'm just going to sit there and uh, do nothing for a couple of weeks because then I have to come back to Europe and pick everything up again, and then I'll be back in America at the end of the summer, but uh, we'll get to that. I'm sure I'll come back and speak to you about that in good time. Oh, absolutely, and it better be an American bear. Okay, none of that European Heineken stuff. None of that. <laughs> that will not be allowed. Like, when you come to Chicago, you need to drink some Old Style or some Pabst Blue Ribbon. I love Pabst. That would always be my beer of choice. See, that's a... see. My, you know, my parents used to drink that, and then it went out, and now it's the coolest beer alive. It's so great. See, that's what you get. Pabst is my... That's my goal. You know, where you go away for a while, but then you come back stronger than ever, and then everybody says, you know, I always liked Pabst. I don't know why I ever stopped drinking it. See, now the kids, they call it PBR, and they and they throw deuces when they want it. Is that right? Yeah, so you got to make sure you get that down. You know, you get a little, little PBR, and, you know, give us the little deuces, so... Okay. Well, yes, I'll remember that. Gosh, I've got a lot to learn. See that? And then the the first question my daughter had for you was, do you still wear the high tops? Oh, a lot of people ask that. You know, I I don't. I just felt like as a a 55-year-old woman, it would just be bordering on ridiculous. And the original high tops were, um, they were auctioned off back in the day. I don't think they made very much money. They were always these really cheap shoes. People always think they were Converse, but they were actually Ruckanor. And they were only about seven pounds, which back in the day was about $10. Mm-hmm. And that's why we all wore them, because they were just really cheap. Because, hey, I was just a broke dishwasher, you know? Yeah, but such memories. See, I thought those were Converse, too, because that's all we talked about. I actually had a... Uh I was talking to Alan Hunter, who I've known for some time from MTV, and he, too, thought they were Converse. Now, you did interview on uh, with Alan a couple times, did you not? Um, I probably did, yes. See, it's all a blur. The 80s are a blur for all of us. <laughs> Must have had a good time, then. So, do you, do you think MTV helped launch you to such a long and successful career? I mean, you were even, weren't you Grammy-nominated for that song, for uh, Walking? Yes. Uh, We were Grammy-nominated for Best New Artist, Mm -hmm. Um, and MTV was absolutely instrumental. There was this one bit from Do You Want Crying where I'm approaching the camera in sort of a goofy, more like menacing way, and they used this shot over and over again, and it really did help a lot of people. I think people thought that our video was sort of fun. It was back in the day when... London was just a, a mess. All of these old spice warehouses were being just about to be turned into plush, luxurious apartments by the Thames River. But at the time, they were abandoned, decrepit. What we were doing, jumping around, the shot of me where I'm jumping around in this, in this frame is about uh, six stories up, 
the floor was I mean there was no there was no safety net in any way and the director just kept shouting you know keep jumping keep jumping it was the beginning of February we were absolutely freezing and in the shots where I had to walk along through the park which is a little graveyard uh, they were saying okay you know sing but don't breathe because when you breathe we can see steam coming out of your mouth and we got we want people to think that this is in the summer well, not really. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember those days because I directed a couple of those, and I remember saying, don't breathe, don't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sing, but don't breathe. I mean, it was cheaper to do uh, production in the winter. It just was. So. Yes. Yeah, it was. It really was. And there was nobody around as well. So. Now, now, was that fun? Was it fun to be Katrina in the 80s? Yeah, of course. It was. It was actually... Really, really fun right before we made it. And then uh, I suppose a couple of years after the, the success, uh, it's, it's really not all it's cracked up to be because your, your favorite memories are always going to be before you made it. And you were staying in that little motel and mm-hmm. you were all you know, crammed together in a little r- van with no heating, you know, and uh, everything from blizzards to uh, tumbleweeds and every, everything in between. That was really the fun time. Obviously, then when you make it and you're in nicer hotels and you're flying a better class, for some reason, it's just not, not quite so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the, the joy for me is to come back and do this little tour that I'm doing. And because these are, I mean, these are great clubs, but they're, they're little, right. you know, they're 200 to 400 capacity. And I've got to worry that I won't get anywhere near filling them. So, you know, I hope I do. It's going to, it's going to be hard work and I'm going to have to be strong, but you know, I can do it. Now the word is already out that you're coming back. So I like the small little clubs. I like that the bands from the eighties and nineties are paring it down it's you know it's not in the bit huge amphitheater where you got twenty thousand where you can't reach the last person in the last row. In these small intimate clubs, you can reach that two hundred and third person in the back row that's drinking his Pabst. You can smell him. You know you can smell him. We're that close. It's uh, it's great. It's it's very exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I have an incredibly hot band. They're three New Yorkers, mm-hmm. and these guys are badasses, and they've played with uh, a couple of them were our ex, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, and another, my drummers played with J.J. Kale and Blondie, and so, you know, they're tough. We're just going to be a four-piece, just mm-hmm. a basic setup the way Katrina and the Waves were, and um, we're going to make a terrific sound. So tell me their names. Let's give them some love out there. Okay, we got Kevin Tooley, we got Sean Coos, and we've got Jimmy K. Bones on lead guitar. See, I like that. See, I don't think a lot of, I always ask who the band members are. They don't get enough love because you need the backbone of the band to be successful. Oh, I sure do. Yeah, I always have. I love playing with the band. My, this is my dream lineup, too. These guys are, they're, they're great. And you know, I always feel like they've got my back, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what, that's what you want, especially when you can't fall back on a, 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 a gigantic, you know, horn section and three backup singers and a keyboard player. This is going to be bare bones raw. Yeah, there's, there's no smoke and mirrors when you hit the stage. 
Exactly. And everybody's got to be on their game. Everybody's got to be on their, you know, one weak link and you'll, you'll really see it. Right. And if you're off key, I'm sure someone will, will mention it to you. <laughs> yes. I'm never off key, darling. That's right. Or you just look over to your bass player. I'm like, uh, you're, you're playing kind of slow tonight. Yeah. Come on, Sean. Put Let's, your finger out. Like, don't make Steve moon us again. <laughs> yeah, we'll do anything to prevent this from happening. Right. We do not need to see that on Instagram. None of that. Not <laughs> Katrina, Steve, and the moon. So as we're wrapping up here, how excited are you to take the road? You're going to hit the tour starting next week already. Yeah, I can't wait. Day after tomorrow, I'm going to be on that plane. It's such a hectic buildup, you know. And once you're on that plane and you're flying across the Atlantic Ocean and I see America, I, I normally get down, kiss the ground. Can't wait to get out to the Midwest. You know, that's my stomping ground. And really looking forward to it. We are going to, we're going to rock it. So Everybody, get rid of that snow. Get rid of the doldrums. You know, spring is here. Let's get out. Let's have some fun. Let's take off those winter coats and get rid of the hat and gloves. And come on, let's come out and play with me. So why don't you give us your social media links, and then let me introduce the brand-new single. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, allowing me to do that. It's, uh, I'm on uh, katrinasweb.com. And you can, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook. It's all about Katrina's web. And that's all you need to know, really, and come to the show. Katrina, thank you so much for being on The Blend. Here is her brand-new single, Sun Coming Upper. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Thank you.